listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Hey, everybody. Good evening, and welcome back to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt, and I am once again here with Joe M. Joe, how are you? Are you back home? I am back home for a hot second. Um, after traveling for the last couple of weeks, I got home a little bit ago, threw all the laundry into the machine and said, "What? what's the next thing I should do? I should jump and do a podcast with Matt. That was my second thought after laundry. Priorities. I mean, you were at a two-night stand, so you probably had to wash, what, eight or nine different shirts that you went <laughs> for throughout the weekend? It's not that far off. I, mean, I know. You have, have, you have to have a tailgate outfit, clothing, if you're going to call it outfit, and then you have to have a show outfit, clothing, um, then you got pajamas then you got brunch outfit i mean yeah it, it, it adds up pretty quickly you know he's absolutely dead serious everybody listening <laughs> to so I, I don't know what to say but yeah yeah well uh i don't know if it's warm over there it's it's an 80 degree uh sunny weekend day here um in outside seattle so are i'm a, i'm having a lacrosse again the pomplamoose the variety because grapefruit is just too difficult to say nowadays so i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> it'll be the fancy version Oh, oh. Yeah. I can taste the bubbles over your tongue. I don't like water, so this is the next best thing. I like it. Oh, really? Like just cold, plain, flat water? No, I don't like yeah. that. I like, I like bubbles. You want something different. Mm-hmm. Could you do the non-flavored bubbles? I do, actually, but I end up putting a uh, squeezed lime, fresh lime in there. So you have to still have something? I need something, yeah. I'm too uh, complex for just plain water. <laughs> too sophisticated. Are, are you partaking in anything over there? I am uh, coming back from uh, from Deer Creek, emptying the cooler out. Um, I still have beers in there that didn't get drank. And so um, this one comes from a friend, Lisa, who uh, gave me some zombie dust. Oh, my goodness. From Three Floyds. Familiar? I'm very familiar. Do you have why'd any your, more? Why'd your, draw, why'd your jaw hit the floor right there? That's really good beer. Is there? I mean, I I was I was very thankful to get it. So I'm gonna. Oh, okay. There it goes all the way to the floor. Yep. Uh, so I'm gonna enjoy some uh, zombie dust while you enjoy your lacroix. Yeah, I'm very jealous. That looks. I bet that's delicious. Very good. Yeah. Do you have any more? I have one more. Oh, right, never mind. <laughs> and then I have another. I have a. She also left a, like a large format bottle in there, and I'm not sure if I'm supposed to return it or not. At maybe after the break, I will. Uh, I'll break that out. Oh, okay. Depends. I'll, on I'll, I'll show it to you and see if you. I won't not drink it, but I'll show it to you and see if uh, see if you recognize it. Okay. Okay. I will look forward to that. So anyway, um, last time we met, we had ten shows in between our last podcast and and the current one, and now we've just got two shows to talk about, and yet I feel like we have more to talk about in this episode coming up. So um, you were at Deer Creek, is that correct? I was. I was. What's it yep. called now? Is it even called – What's it, what is the venue? Oh. We call it Deer Creek, and I think that will be forever. But You know, something home uh, mortgage center with an 800 number in it or something. Ru- Ruoff. Like... Ruoff Home Mortgage Music Center. Not a single person called it by that name the entire weekend. Nope. They called it the Creek End. Creek End, or okay. Deer- yeah, welcome to the Creek End. You're on your Dave Davecation during the Creek End. Yes, gonna have me some fun. Okay, so how so overall? Uh, 
the the community obviously took took this a lot better. I mean, night one was an average of four five five review, and night two was a four six one. Pretty pretty highly overall reviews on those shows. Which you, how did you feel about them? I had, I thought they were really good shows. Um, st- the weather is playing into it. I mean, that, that's one of my one of my first things. The weather was absolutely beautiful. 80 degree uh, pre-show temperatures um, dipping down to um, mid 70s, low 70s showtime. Which yeah, I don't. If you're gonna perform on stage and it's 80 degrees plus, that's just miserable. No matter how many they pump air conditioning onto the stage for the band and they have fans and everything, but yeah, I mean that's like trying to run a marathon in 100 degree weather. So when the weather's a lot lower i think that helps with the band's energy um and ends up being some good shows and i think this was perfect summer concert weather and it led in part not the only reasons not only weather based but in part to i think some awesome energy on stage uh they had the help of some pretty fun set lists too um and the place was packed um i don't know what the final numbers were for attendance um but lawn was looking very full and lawn is actually a great place to see a concert at deer creek um uh, i think arguably it could it's even better than sound wise than in the pavilion some of these cookie cutter pavilions which unfortunately deer creek is um you know they are can't be maybe not the best for sound you, you know right? i've never really been to deer creek joe but some of the pictures like crumbo was sending us some pictures outside um yeah. from his spot and it almost looked like it almost looks like a a high school stage because thing it looks very narrow like it almost it feels like i'm in some small auditorium is the pavilion bigger was it just the picture that gave me that that, that impression the pavilion's pretty decent size the seats go to the extremes but indeed the stage is very narrow like the crew has to like set up like on the outside of the stage does the pavilion go wide or does it stay yeah, pretty it narrow goes wide, like a it no, does. wide like a V, a v. And, and that's where my seats were. Unfortunately, we were, we were sitting in the uppers, off to the uh, to the far sides. So had about a zero zero view of the screen, um, which just sucks. First, I mean, I've been lucky enough to go to a couple shows, right? So I I've seen the screen and seen the lights and can appreciate those. But I feel bad for somebody that that's the only shows that they get to see, and they're sitting those those lot, you know, those sides, the wings of the V, and they don't really get to see the full light experience, the full screen experience. And Deer Creek doesn't have screens for the pavilion to see. Most most um, most venues have screens to the side of the stage yeah. for inside the pavilion. They only have them for the lawn. Huh. That's that's very disappointing. Well, it, it almost looked like because of the narrow stage, it almost looked like there were these like wall stacks on either side of the stage, and, and it made it seem like if you were out way to the right that that could potentially be in your way in view of the stage. Is that... Just uh, speaker of... stacks you're talking about? No, no. Oh. The the structure, basically. Structure, the... yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, um, I think the structure, then then as a result, uh, the the um, the speaker stacks, yeah, it's it's a narrow, narrow viewing angle yeah. from yeah. Deer Creek, and we were from the sides. But, um, but the lawn was packed, and the lawn, I think, has a great sound. You know, you don't have any of that. That, that structure, building structure to affect the sound. So I think listening from the lawn, you get some superior sound quality, actually. And you have the screens. And I think um, it's one of the better places probably to watch a show. It's, you know, I don't know if I'd call it Alpine, um, but, you know, Deer Creek is in that class. Well, it's still open. It's still open, still getting shows. <laughs> it was actually the 40th show at, um, at Deer Creek. Uh, Friday is- or Saturday? 
I'm pretty sure it was Saturday. It was yeah. the 40th full band. I think if you count, there was maybe, you know, a farm aid and something else there. So maybe it goes up a full band, 40, which to think about, you know, Gorge just hit 50. Yeah. That, like a year or, you know, in 2016, I want to say, right? Was I was the just 50? about to ask you if there's ever been a single night at Deer Creek. And I'd have to look it up. No, I, I don't know. I'm there, sure there has. There was. Uh, there yeah, first... early... Their first two years, 96 and 97, were one night, and then they went to two nights. There were even a few three-night years uh, hmm. there. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Deer Creek, um, definitely a staple. Not, hasn't taken the breaks like um, like uh, Alpine has, and even Gorge uh, early on had some some breaks. But, yeah, Deer Creek's been steady on it. So um, that adds to the energy, and I think it brings kind of an elevated show because of that. And that's why people will make the trek to come to Deer Creek. So the big story about night one, well, there are a couple big stories. Uh, one of them was that it was the first uh, Friday night concert series streamed live on DMB Radio on Sirius XM. So there was a lot of speculation as to what are we going to get here? Is this going to be a, you know, a, a radio hits kind of show, right, for lack of a better term? Right. Uh, or, is the band, or is the band going to bring it? I think in the past, if the... If the stream was any kind of influence, I think that actually serves to kind of be on the more disappointing end. The band's a little safer, a little more on their on their well worn songs, really not um, tending to go outside their comfort zone, so to speak. Uh, we did not get that for for part of this, or at least the first half of the show uh, Friday night. Would you agree? Yeah, first show start off crazy. I, I think if somebody would ask me before the show. Um, what do I expect to be different because the show is being live streamed? I, I told people zero. I don't even think the band even pays attention or knows. Right. Uh, yes, they, they recorded a promo and yes, they know. But as far as planning the set list or the actual show, I don't think that I don't, they don't think twice about it. Um, Dave didn't even mention when they did the Camden live video, didn't even give a shout out to it. So, um, I don't think they changed anything. And if it wasn't being streamed, um, streamed. I think we would have got the exact same night one set list. But uh, yeah, quite the surprise. We had the, the pretty standard opener of a Come Tomorrow song and really one of the three three or four rotated Come Tomorrow opener songs. And then you get your traditional, usually opener in the slot two position. Um, you get a one sweet world or something. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was like, okay, here it comes. And then do, 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 do. Do, 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 Played do, not do, by a violin, not by, by a, a violin. trumpet, by a trumpet uh-huh. uh, with a mute on, I believe. Sure. Um, Rashawn doing it. Sure. I mean, it sounds good. Best, best I mean, Rashawn is muted. Rashawn. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I thought he did a great job on it. Um, it sounded good. If if I was you know definitely worried that what would happen with Ping with Pig with no Boyd, it's nice that um, to see that Pig has not gone away and uh, we get to still hear it. Yeah, and 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 to be uh to be frank, Pig was never a staple, right? I mean, there's even when it is played, it's played sporadically. Uh, right. So it is it is a special it is a special tune. Um, so I mean, and that's it's a, one that people really like and like they really want to hear. It's like there's a it's surprising how many people love Pig, love 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 Pig, and want to hear Pig. Bring Pig, blow up Pigs to the to the concerts and or searching for Pig. I, I mean, it's a it's a popular song. Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of on the back end of before these guys the streets, it's easy to start to forget about songs as you get towards the end of the album. But I mean, right after um, "Dreaming Tree," right on the album, and right before "Spoon" to to cap it, it's a uh, did I, is that in the right direction? "Dreaming Tree" is before "Pig." Oh you're, boy, you're gonna ask me. 
Oh boy, I think I'm right there. <laughs> anyway, yeah, um, for for not being a, a, a really often played song, it does have a whole. Well, its historical rarity is is a little under eleven percent. So historically, it gets played one out of every ten shows, roughly. Wow, uh, doesn't feel like that often. Doesn't feel like that anywhere close to that. No, right. It was played. Uh, you know, you, we had a big a big gap. You know, 2010 to to 12. Well, the, the, the caravan and all that, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not not a lot at all. Um, we had that big pig tease back in the where they went crazy with it back in I think early 2000s or whatever but yeah i mean it's a it's a great song it's it's well revered by the entire community essentially um it's a great little spot too you got to be thinking what's coming i mean it, it can go both ways right because it's like okay there's a high are we going to settle back into this tour or are things going to keep going um right so now you've got satellite which comes after that which okay fine it's pretty pretty typical um right and then uh, early Billy's, which is, I mean, talk about keeping the energy level, you know, back up there early on. Yep. You've got again and again, you get the second sledgehammer of the tour, which I like. I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, the, I love it. And with Buddy doing the intro, the, I don't know what you call it. That very thing. accurate. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, the energy is just so cool because he'll do that first part and then just wait. And yeah, everyone just starts screaming. It's a really cool, cool intro. I wish they would do some other songs, kind of like a slow build intro like that, just kind of like tease you and tease you, and then hit you with it. Yeah. Well, well, after that, then the and you know my favorite song of Dave Matthews Band period gets played. Um, the Stone. The Stone the comes stone. out. And yes. at this point, what are you thinking? I'm like, wow. I can't believe this. The, 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 where is this show going at this point? Yeah, this the show has given me no reason to uh, to uh, to have any negative. If a show flow, I'm, I'm all positives. Uh, and and the point. stones, the stones' average uh, historical rarity is is twenty one percent. So one out of every five song, one out of every five shows, is the stone. And and to our earlier, that can't, that can't be true. It is true. It, it's. That, see, the, the, I, fact that that, that, the fact that you say that, the fact that you say that tells you how much this band has lost their way recently because it's well, a distant memory as far as you're concerned. I mean, this has to figure in the stone when it was getting played <clears throat> back in when it first came out and getting played. That's that, bumping its average up. That was 20 years ago, Joe. Yeah, but that's when the song came out. And yes, it's going to get played more often then. Yep. Yep. Um, so. It, it's it's good to hear. My thing is, my point is, if the if the stone was played once out of every five shows this tour, yep. that would be awesome. I would love that. That's that that one out of every five seems to be good. Uh but we'll see where it goes. Right, we'll see if it now enters the rotation. Uh, this tour, and then of course after that, not that it's a rare song, but it's it might be it might be the most popular Dave Matthews Band song. Period. You ask, you poll a million people, you're probably going to think forty ones probably. Probably gonna be the song, right? No, not no? the top song. I mean, it's a very popular song and people want to hear it. But uh, I mean, even when we did our poll, you know, whatever ten years ago, uh, it was up there, but it wasn't. It wasn't the first song. I would argue, and I'm not talking about hardcores. I'm talking about everyone who's at that concert. Maybe 41 right. or what? Crush, maybe. You don't want to hear the answer. Wait, the ants? Jimmy. You're you're out of your mind. Of non-hardcore? Yes. Oh my gosh, I hear it all the time just standing around concerts. I hope they play Jimmy. I hope they play Jimmy. Oh, it's, yeah. again, non-hardcore. 
Yes. Oh, I'm nauseous. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the show starts really, really good, and uh, it was a blast. Now, I would say it, it hit all the songs. The other half of the show hit all the songs that our check is in a two-night weekend. They kind of got them all out in the first night. Like a show that has both Satellite, um, Crash Into Me, and You and Me in it in the main set. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I mean, that's just that's that's an overload. Usually you're, you're going to have one of those in a show, but they got them all out then. And, and put a pin in that thought right yep. there. Keep going, okay. but I want to revisit that point. Okay. And then, you know, we get Jimmy Thing and Bayou. Which again are like the again these you know hey every other fifty percent songs you know that we're seeing every other show, um, or every show in the case of Bayou, we get it we get those we get Samurai Cop again that's every show but all the songs with like really really high um, you know appearances you know low rarity um, we are, they were all loaded up in the night one balanced with Sledgehammer Sledgehammer Stone and and Pig. But it got a lot of stuff out of the way. Do you remember she, um, again and again, all the new, those new songs were there. So it really opened up the set. I was really excited about um, night two because of all those typical checkboxes had been filled in night one. Right. Uh, and I would say after the strong first half of the show, I'd say that the, the second half probably ends up being a little bit more stock for the tour. No, no real mm-hmm. surprises. Um, I think Jimmy as a closer is... It's a real big letdown for my, you know, for me. Again, I think Jimmy is a a a, a great seven minute song, and they haven't done that in a long time. Mm-hmm. But past that, I don't want to see it as a closer. I think sexy mf'er is gross, and I just, yeah, I I, I don't want that to close a set. It's but, just uh, popular. It's popular at the shows amongst yeah. the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not my pick. Like I said, I I thought in the last podcast that hey, I'm okay with it as a closer because it mixed things up and they kind of mixed things up again on night one too. But just by by doing a too much, um, the space between and too much, um, again not your typical closer. So if I, you know, drink my own champagne or whatever, you know, speak my own words, I would say okay, I still like it. They're mixing it up. I didn't you didn't get the standard closer song, so I'll take too much there. I don't like the trend that it's only a sing, you know, kind of single songs. I would love it if it went for another song after after that too, but yeah. that seems to be seems to be the um, the trend for this year. Well, so then um, night two comes, and uh, you know, I it's I think it's this is uh, for the setlist game. People say oh, it's it's easier. They think the night ones are tough, and the night two is just, okay. They're in the they're in the wheelhouse now. We can we can kind of see what's left, what they're going to play right. up to this point in the tour. Um, and when I'm looking at the number of plays for each one of these songs, I'm seeing an awful lot of single-digit play numbers, and that's more like it. This uh, was the 25th song or 25th show of the tour, right? So when I'm seeing one, two, three, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen of the of the uh, 20 songs played have been played nine or fewer times this tour, which means one out of every three, roughly, or fewer. Okay. Okay. That's more like it. Uh, yep. You know, um, well, that, that Girl Is You and What Would You Say both played 11 and 12 times, respectively. But then you've got Stay or Leave. That's the third time we've heard that this tour. So much. The fifth. Gray Street, you know, uh, nine. Even that's not being really overplayed uh, at this point. Come Tomorrow, nine times. It's an album song. It's a, it's a, you know, 
there's nothing, there's no point to be made on that. They could play that every show and it could be understood at least, right? right? Um, and then you've got uh, So Right, it's fifth play of the tour. And then a liberation. <laughs> the exciting liberation. Yeah, that overshadowed all other revelations that night is uh, Hunger for the Great Light shows up. <laughs> um, oh, great. Hey, calm down, Joe. Light. Calm down. <laughs> The last time it was played was uh, Amsterdam. It wasn't even on this this country. But it was uh, it was November in 2015, and then prior to that, uh, they were playing. They played it one, two, three, four, five, six times in the in the summer 2015 tour. So it wasn't a staple, but it wasn't it wasn't exactly hiding either. It's cool. Got some got something new. Yep. The uh, average historical rarity. You're gonna love this. 14 percent. Wow. That's a good 14%. average. Fourteen percent. It's average, yeah. No, I mean, they, it helps that they're introducing new songs. Like, I mean, all, some of these songs were just recently introduced. Like, they're not songs like, "Hey, I played in the first five shows, they went away and came back." They're newly introduced songs, so that's helping. It'd be this, cool if this makes they went me want to go to a show. Yeah, not hunger by itself, but yes, the fact that hey, maybe they give a crap and something that unexpected is going to come out. Right. And so that's – I was very happy to see that even if I don't care for Hunger, for the Great Light, right? Right. Um, you've got You Might Die Trying, nine plays. Can't Stop. Um, Nancy's Warehouse, seven for Nancy's. Uh, Here on Out came around. I thought right after Dancing Nancy's in Warehouse, it's kind of – I don't know how you felt, Joe. Is that a little – is that weird to have a low-energy song after that, or is that actually plays perfectly? Yeah, it plays good. You need to you need to kind of cool things off. Okay. Um, so it works good. We have the the revamped "Lying in the Hands of God" coming after that, which I think I like. I've always liked that song, actually. Uh, I think yeah, it's one of the few long songs. Usually, the long songs are my my time to, you know, knock out a bathroom, grab a beer, say some say hi to people, or you know, um, go to some other seats. Um, I'll try to knock those out in those long songs. "Lying in the Hands of God" is a tough one for me to leave. I enjoy it too much. I I stick around for it. I don't think the band has another song that sounds like it either. Right. I just find it such a unique sound for them. I, I don't know. Refreshing. I, I really liked it. Yeah. It's it's soft and gentle. It's it's contemplative. It's it's I don't know. I I just ha- I have really good feelings when I think about that song. Um then yep. we get our second rhyme and reason of the tour. I mean, there we go. There we go. It, it doesn't <laughs> need to be it doesn't need to be this sh- sh- spotlight. It, you know, it just something like that. Solid song, well-liked song. Not played yep. to death, but not gone forever. Shake Me Like a Monkey gets its fourth play. You know, mm-hmm. Granny sees its eighth play. And then, oh my goodness. I mean, Knock Me Over with a Feather. They played two-step because they haven't played that one out of every two songs, two shows for the last 30 years. But, hey, it's the first time this tour. So what can I say, right? It's not just the first time this year. There's a little bit more behind it than that. Tell me. Um, tell me. Well, it, it took it took obviously seventeen off, but it took majority of sixteen off. Four, it only five, got played six, seven, eight. Only got played five times. Six in full no, band. You're right. You're right. Five, five times, times full band. Um, and one of those five was not Deer Creek. It hit like Alpine, Spack, Gorge, um, West Palm, I think, you know, and then somewhere else. Um, so for Deer Creek, it hasn't been around, I think, since. 14, if I remember from the venue stats. So it's been a while for not only two-step in general, but also two-step at 
Deer Creek. Yeah. Been a long time missing, and everybody's one wondering, is it coming back? And I've been jokingly telling everybody this tour that Two Step is gone. They're never playing it again. Um, I, I, I'm sad that I can't keep using that joke, or I guess I could, but it doesn't have as much doesn't have as much credibility anymore now that they played it again. Well, I mean, I'm happy to see the variety, and Two Step is a classic uh, song for the band. Whether they play the old seven minute version that they did in Red Rocks '95 or the 20 minute monsters that the songs become, um, mm-hmm. I think in the past podcasts I probably groused a little bit because it was played often and long and and at, yeah. at a certain point i was just okay kind of i wanted variety i think five times last tour again i don't mind when the songs are are spread out more and not you're going to get it chances are at a two-night stand it didn't make me question if i'm going to get it or not but that kind of surprise i like yeah. um what what made me kind of roll my eyes a little bit was the proclamation that these shows are like live tracks bound and the greatest two-night stand ever and it just shows how starved how starved this fan base is that they pull out two step after not playing it for I don't know four or five minutes, and uh, and all of a sudden the this, this show is just find me my fainting couch. My goodness, they played two step, and and I'm not knocking it, but what you're seeing I think is the overcorrection because things have been so dire. There's been so much complaining, and I you know for good reason that now they they play a good song and it doesn't mean it's the greatest show ever. Just be pleased with it and say okay. Keep it up, guys. Keep it up. That's what I want. I, I want to pump the brakes and not say it's not great, but we'll see. Like, excellent, awesome. I love the shows. And I did like the two-night stand on paper. I I'm, was pleased with it. Now let's keep this going. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not, there's the keep it going part, but I think we can we can say that this is an awesome two-night stand, and that's promising. Yes, it doesn't mean anything like you said, but that's that's pretty awesome, These two night this two-night stand at Deer Creek. Um, you know, the two-step piece, you know, like I said, it's yeah, it's maybe it doesn't feel like anything special, but it it, it meant a lot to um to be a, be at a show, to be at a venue where you know it hasn't been played in a long time, and it was an awesome performance. And you know, maybe sometimes people make comments about Carter. Yeah, what's that about? I don't know what that's about, but he he was all over two-step. Yeah, and wasted of showing off two-step. Yeah, so so no no worries about. Uh about his age or whatever the latest theory is. I mean, my goodness. Um, certainly, you know, Carter's a human being and there's a physical uh, aspect to drumming, but, you know, I, I, I don't I don't see that being a valid it, theory. It, 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 he, has, he hasn't, there, there, he hasn't lowered his quality. Uh, you can't, you can't deny age. And I mean, the guy does, is phenomenal for his age and what he's doing. I mean, the guy runs a marathon on stage, you know, every show four times a week, you know, if they're yeah. playing four shows and I, he's just insane. I, I do worry, you know, at any given point, the body, any given point, you could hurt your so- shoulder or something. And I, and I, I would hate for that to happen. Just something, where just any given time a muscle just kind of gives out or something or a joint or something. What does that mean? I mean, it could happen any day. And, uh, Right. Uh, uh, Carter takes care of his body probably better than anybody, so that's great. But I do, I do worry about, um, you know, just something random could ever could happen at some point. But right. can't tell at the show. He's not holding back. I mean, nope. two step was awesome throughout the show. It was awesome. It was, um, and I think it was Buddy's birthday. Yep. Uh, also, which was pretty cool. Um, uh, so yeah, it was a it was a good time. 
And uh, the encore, I think the 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 Come Tomorrow song in the E one slot is cool. Uh, yep. Come on, come on is a that's that's great. Um, I liked it. I, people complained. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, they're like, oh, that does that that shouldn't be E one. That should be somewhere else. I'm like, it's, it, what, that's a good spot for it. It, I, it was good. I'd be happier with it in E one than I am midway through the show. It just stands out to me more. I, I like that E one. I. I'm down for it. Like people, people really hate on Sister. Like, yeah, E1. That's a perfect song for E1. So come on, come on. Usually yeah. you get one of those thinner kind of not Dave solo necessarily, but you get a thinner, yep. uh, lighter song. I think come on, come on. It's kind of powerful to, to that's come actually out with. a good way to put it. Yeah, you usually get like a you and me, a sister, a right. space between, uh, white or shade of pale or something, or when he was playing waste and all that kind. You know, like well, that, those were cool. I liked that. Uh, very cool. I'm not saying it's bad when it's thinner either. Like, I would you? Like, I wonder this. Would you be cool if Dave came out and did a, like a piano when I'm weary solo, or had Buddy play for him and then he just sat in a stool and sang? Would you like that for E1? That's a bad example because it hasn't happened. And under that, under that, now, yes, I want that because think, it hasn't think about, happened. Think about the song if you can, and not any kind of any kind of uh, you know commonality to it or rarity. Yeah, yeah. Um, or is it too not. much of an ending? Is it, is it too much of an ending to be an E1? No, it's not too much of an ending. It, it, it's just quiet. I mean, I don't know. I can't really make up my mind. I, I I do think like that's like a natural like rebuild like after an encore break in silence. It's a natural kind of like get back into it. And if you can come in heavy with it, with like come on, come on, and then you just build on top of that, that's awesome. But it's also probably the most natural spot to have a when I'm weary, a, a sister, a, a little red bird, you know what? Oh, I love little red bird. Man, remember when this band put out a B side album? That had like four tracks that are better than anything that is on Come Tomorrow. Remember that? It was like it's like nine years ago. It's funny you say that. I was playing some of that at the tailgate. Oh, uh, really from that B side. It's really good. Yeah, that I mean, was a good B side. Beach balls. A f- uh, that's a song that doesn't see it enough either. Um, that's, you know what's just crazy is we had that album. We had what three, three plus a jam of uh, B sides also come with the album. And then we know that some of these songs from Come Tomorrow were also from that time period. It's like there was a lot of music written right during those sessions. Come on, come on was a stand-up session or around that time, the next session with Batson in 06 or something? Yeah, right after the album came out. I think they did some more work. Yeah, and it's from that time. That's, a bunch of these songs are It blows from that my time. mind to think about that that song, they really just had it in the can from 12 years ago. And they were like, well, we got nothing else. Let's just put that on there. No tease or like Dave strumming right. his guitar between. I stuff. wonder. I thought about that the other day. I wonder if he went back and listened to shows if they're because he always noodles with stuff that they're they're currently working on. Yeah, we just don't know about it until later, right? Right. I just wonder if like, nobody oh, nobody cares to go now back. Now we and know listen. what that is. <laughs> now we know. Yeah, I, I like to come on, come on. There, some people didn't. Um, I, you know, it is what it is, and then. Ants makes what it's uh I think thirteenth appearance. Um, yep. So it's it's had a pretty heavy rotation. It's a it's a popular one. I've been down on ants, which is kind of I was thinking about it yesterday. It's like kind of funny because of the website or whatnot, the name of it. But um, I've been down on the song performance ants. They changed it up in Deer Creek. Not enough for me. It's still the same pieces that whatever. But um, they did do something, try something different, which I'm like. Okay, yes. Keep trying something different. Let's find this new home for ants, this new sound for ants. Did they get a violin? 
<laughs> they did not get a violin. They still um, need a violin. No. And, and, the, and the part of Ants I'm talking about is mainly the end of Ants, the solos and – um, you know what they're trying to do there. They they did mix it up and and get into a little bit different at the end of the solos. The start of the same, but ended a little bit different. So I was a little bit happy about that, but still still needs some work in my opinion. Hmm. So night one or night two? Night two. Yeah, I would. I mean, just I mean for me, like like I said, being at a lot of shows, night one had a lot of songs that I was okay to miss if I had to, like if I needed to go do something. Um. Just it, it checked all the songs that I was uh, I could step away from. Whereas night two, um, I, I think I only stepped away from uh, from Nancy's. Made it back. Made it back for Warehouse. Um, it was a, it was a great show. Didn't didn't want to leave. So um, to to talk about show variety, uh, are we are we happy now or is it a wait and see? Uh, I, how do you feel? Do you feel like this tour changed because of uh, this weekend? I, um, no, this, this is a great, this is an awesome weekend and, uh, you know, I'm hopeful this coming weekend is SPAC and uh, I, I'm optimistic. Um, so I, you know, I think, um, I, I don't think it's anything's changed. It's just a good sign. Like you said, um, I'm, I, but I do think they, it probably will be more variety. They seem to be adding songs pretty frequently now, and maybe it's just getting into the rhythm. I don't know. Um, well, I'm out, we got two shows in Canada before that, and I don't I don't want to be mean to Canada at all. And this is only from my memory, you know. I didn't actually go look it up, but in my opinion, Canada gets a disservice uh, in shows over these years. They, they just have not been, you know, the best shows set list wise, at least. Hmm. So that would be very interesting to me to see how these next two Canada shows go and. Are they again kind of just average, or well, do they do they uh, raise the bar? To uh, on Twitter, Michael Twigo at Lego yeah. My Twigo, uh, he asked to that Love point. Over the last five shows, the band has debuted six songs. Hmm. Do you think the band will continue this trend of debuting multiple songs each weekend? That's a lot of songs. And after night one of Deer Creek and getting two debuts, and someone's like, "Hey, are we going to get more I, debuts on night 2 I'm like, uh, "That that seemed like a stretch." Uh, now we did. You know, I don't know if I agree with you. It's a lot of songs. Six. In well, since since when are we talking about it? That's since Milwaukee. I mean, there's four from Deer Creek. Yeah, no, I know. I I just don't think. I don't. I mean, every year that goes by, their catalog gets larger. I mean, they got a lot. Um, yeah, but I'm surprised at the, at the trend. I think back to that 2015 or six, whatever tour it was, where they were just they started the first 12, 15 shows was yeah. a liberation. Now they right. don't need to do that, but yeah. I mean the fact that Two Step is probably considered a liber. That's my point. My point is or that I was making earlier was Two Step should not feel like a liberation, but I yeah. think up to this point things have been so static that. Even I like the breaks, though. I mean, just on two step. Do you do you like that they took two step and ratcheted it way down and only played it five times in sixteen? I think that's okay. I think that's great, and it, it builds this excitement. It may, so and it, it makes back. room for other songs. But the pro, but the point that I'm following up with it is that fifteen of the songs were played every other night so far this tour. So I like that they're starting to mix in more. But can I make a point here that I was. I was browsing the boards, which I'm loath to do sometimes. And 
And uh, the, and this is Renee Renate Rossi. Thank you for the comment. You're on Facebook and you made some comments, but you the last one you just said is Buddy is broadening his DMB catalog. Hopefully that continues for the latter half of the tour. Can I just put this out there? Dave Matthews Band does not have a piano in its music. By and large, the Dave Matthews Band songs don't have parts that require a piano. Okay, the piano Butch Taylor they jam and this and that, but listen to Lionel Graves in the album. It doesn't have a piano. Buddy learning songs does not affect the set list because you know what he can do? I don't know this song. I'm going to pick my hands up and not play. Or what? It's in the key of E? Okay, I'll jam. I'll contribute. But Buddy not knowing a song does not prevent this band from playing a song. Can we please get off the Buddy's learning to play? He's a professional musician. If he knows what key the song's in, he can jam. Or he cannot. But it's not stopping them from mixing the song up. This kind of thing, this excuse making, dropped me. I'm sorry. You hit a wow, note. Wow, we that's, hit something there. We got that's, we found that's, something. That's the most apologist take. I mean, look at the data and, and then make an argument. Not like, oh, he's, he's trying to, poor Buddy. Give me a break, man. He's not holding the band back at all. So I don't think that's going to make a difference at all. But yeah, I don't think it's before I got sidetracked there, sorry. <laughs> I was reading the boards. And Ricky H24, um, one of our longtime members, he said that the problem is the stone and pig will replace other gems like you never know in Typical. Typical hasn't been played since uh, New Hampshire, and you never know vanished after a couple plays. The crap songs... Will still get played to death while a couple of gems get sprinkled in. And then soccer number eight follows through and says that's 100% the problem. It's basically what the point is 75% of the set list are predictable. And then songs like Two Step, The Stone, Captain, um, you know, The Pigs, uh, uh, Typical, they get mixed in. So you've got like a couple of good song spots. And instead of keeping those songs around and then rotating a couple more good ones in, it seems like the stone and pig show up at the expense of those other songs that we want to hear. And meanwhile, the other 75% of the songs all stay the same, all get played in rotation, and it kind of stagnates where, why don't they just keep typical around? Why don't they keep you never know around? Why don't they keep the stone in there and then keep on sprinkling pig and dreaming tree and, you know, and last stop or something like that instead of making it so, well, you're going to get two special shows, a songs a show. It's almost feels like, I, I when I read that it made sense to me. It makes sense to me that comment after night one and before night two. Night one, it feels that way. Night two does not feel that way to me. And again, night one it has all these like checkbox songs and, and it, yes, it actually makes you feel that way. I have right. all these checkbox songs and I got these two tour debuts and that was the only thing different was the two tour debuts. Didn't even have anything that was like kind of you know few plays, two or three or four plays. It was just tour debuts and then check boxes. Right. Whereas night two yep. was a better better thing. So I agree with that comment for night one. Night two, mm, I think they did a better job. Yeah, and, and when I say that, Joe, I, I, I probably not – I don't mean to pick on a show in, in, you know, in a bubble. I'm saying right. overall – and we talked about this briefly before. You said, Matt, do you have data that proves that? And I said right. I don't. It's a feeling. Yeah. So, And I think it's easy to get that feeling in an album tour because you're definitely going to get six – Album songs. It, it is, but here's the thing: none of I, I, I promise you, I believe this to be honest. <laughs> is that okay. I don't look at them playing "Come Tomorrow." Forget the fact that I think "Come Tomorrow" is a bad song, but I look at it and I almost just say, "Whatever." Like that's okay because it's an album tour. I'm okay with that. It's the songs that join it. Like I'm satellite. If that thing disappeared for 
three years, I'd probably be okay with it. And I'm not trying to pick on a single song. Right. Those three, I mean, it's crazy how frequent Crash, Satellite, and You and Me have just been played over the last years. I mean, it is heavy rotation. Yep. Heavy rotation. And and I think we've had situations where if if they played Last Stop every night, people would probably get sick of it. I I just I settle on that if if you had a if you had five full six full you could even do seven full show uh, shows worth of songs you could have a hundred and forty different songs and if you mix those up and 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 draw set lists from them it'd be a lot I think you'd have you'd you'd have the best of both worlds because uh, I just think variety would satisfy almost everybody you've got enough hits. Yep. Where even the casual fans will get something that they're gonna love every night, and it doesn't need to be the you and me three out of every four shows. Right. And there's two types of variety. There's tour variety, but I think there's venue variety too. And if if we can look at both of those things, and you know, like we said, Deer Creek hadn't had two steps since '14. I mean, then that's cool. I like that you can that uh, going to that venue could give you give you some some songs you hadn't had, and then. Maybe two step doesn't get played at Deer Creek for for a while again, yeah. but maybe it does pop up at a venue that hasn't had it in a while. Yep, yep. I mean, we do hear that when Dave writes setless, he he refers back to data that that shows past songs played there over the past few right. years. What's weird is we have the the hub and then the Twitter on DMB Live shows you like the last time it was played at the venue. It it certainly if you saw the song last year, it does not protect you against seeing it again this year. That's what I have seen. Yeah. So. I'm sure it's worked in some ways, but I don't know exactly how much it's actually referred to when writing the set list. You know? Yeah, the dev there is there isn't like, oh, we played this last year, so we'll we'll stay away from it. Um, right. I think I think it seems like consecutive shows weigh in more w- within a tour weigh in more heavily than past venue set sure, list. Sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So, do you? We've been at this about forty minutes now, Joe. Do you wanna? Do you wanna take a quick break here? Um, Let me check my beer level. Yeah, check. Yeah, let's take. Let's take a break. Good on that. When we get back, uh, I think well, we got some stuff to talk about. We got to talk about uh, well that awesome mix on the SiriusXM broadcast. By the way, that I know you were at the show. People at home, ma'am, they were freaking out because it sounded really, really good. Did it? Um, That's awesome. Did it? Did I can't wait to talk about it. Um, And then we can. We we got a. Uh, well, Crumbo's been a monster. We've got the tapes out. So the two the two Deer Creek shows, man, I'm streaming them already. It's great. And then we've got listener questions. So let's just take a really quick break, and uh, we'll be right back.
lonely nights staring into space and I must say makes me feel as small as dust lying down here Okay, hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for thanks for hanging with us. Joe went to get a beer. He changed his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you have over there to show me? All right, so the one I talked to you about, this is like a big boy. I don't know what you how how big is it? You can't even tell, can you? Um, bigger than a normal bottle. Oh, it's a pint. Okay, I've never seen um, that. It's I've never seen a pint. No, not that bottle you're holding. Oh, okay, yeah, it's it's um it's a shred session. It's apparently Three Floyds and Pizza Port oh, Brewing okay. Company. It's like a joint so collaboration. It's a collab, yeah. Um, and it's a session IPA. Um, so I don't know if you ever heard of that one. No, so, but go ahead and start hitting it. Sessions are a well, little lighter. Yeah, I can. Well, it nice. doesn't say the alcohol on here. If it did, it got ruined in the um, we were ruined talk- in the cooler. We were talking during the break um, about uh, the debutante stub in DMB Hub. Somebody asked Alexander asked, "Can somebody explain the debutante stub? I want to know what songs I heard to earn it." Right now, we do not 
we did not collect that information and report on it. Um, the debut pa- debut pa- um, stub basically means you've seen 10 or more songs debuts. Uh, and up until a couple days ago, there was a bug where if you saw, like, if you were at a show in, like, 04, like, uh, it was ju- uh, June 17th, where, like, Crazy Easy was played for the first time and Hello Again and all those songs, you had, like, five debuts that so- that show. Previously, before I fixed this bug, it was only... Um, it would only count for one song. So well, obviously you saw five songs debut, so that wasn't fair. So we fixed that anyway. Um, we're thinking about having it eventually um, fleshed out where you can see the songs you've earned, but uh, that's down the line a little bit, and uh, we'd have to up- update the app to display that information. It-, it could be coming, but I've got it added to the list. We'll see if we can get to it. But that's a debutante stub. And uh, we do have the two-night stand and three-night stand coming down the pipe very soon here. As well as Gone Streaking, which I think you just earned, right, Joe? Um, well, I've earned it previously, oh, but I would have earned oh. it again, yes. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> five five shows in a row? Yes, five in a row. In a, in, a, yep. in, in a single tour, yes. Yep, yep. I met some people at the tailgate um, that were earning their – had earned their Gone Streaking, um, which was awesome. And just a shout-out to everyone that came out to Deer Creek Tailgate. So many people stopped by and said hi, which – more than most venues. It was awesome. So thank you, everyone that stopped by at Deer Creek. Too many to name. Thank you for all the kind words. Thank you about the feedback on the podcast. Can I, uh, it was uh, awesome talking to you guys. Can I comment yeah. on something? Somebody tweeted at us, Joe. Normally, I wouldn't know about this, but someone said that they ran into you in the lots. I was happy to yeah. hang out with you. It was Jason Lamer Jason. Uh, at Notice Lame 24 And he said, uh, a great meeting Joe in the lots Friday and Saturday. So... That's that's of course right. He said he asked me what I wanted to hear the most, so I told him Shotgun. He looked at me and said, "Come find me tomorrow when they play it." I got so pumped thinking he had insider info. So <laughs> I mean, let this be a lesson. One, Joe Joe is definitely capable of full being full jerk mode for sure. It's uh, funny you say that because that was like the, the phrase of the weekend. We were saying everything was uh, full jerk, so that's kind of funny that you're saying that. <laughs> And uh, also, I got so pumped thinking he had insider info. Well, listen, sometimes you learn things the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I mean, I was just, I wanted to be positive. I, 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 yeah, so when I'm talking about shows, uh, it, even if I had insider information or I had the opportunity to get insider information about what was going to be played, I don't want it. And actually, Matt, you can vouch for that, right? Because I think you, I tried. you did have some insider information and asked me if I wanted to hear it. And I told you no, right? I tried, yes. I said I had the set list. And yeah, I did. Man. I did. And uh, Joe says, what? You're not even at this show. How do you have the set list? But I had it. <laughs> and uh, I, I said, do you want to know? And and I wanted to hit him with it so bad because Aww. I was good. This was night one. And I said I was going to tell him that they're going to play. They've got like ants into Halloween and, and, and into like that they're going to like tease this or whatever. I was going to hit him with it. And I was going to say, just kidding. It's Jimmy. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> But it, yeah, I don't want to know. And if I had insider information, I, I would turn it down. Was it related to show set list and what's going to get played? And um, it's been mentioned to me before. I, I, it can go either way. Some people will say, "Oh, I saw the set list. It's going to be great." It's like everything's in perspective of the person. Blah blah blah. So I just don't want to know anything. Don't even give me an indication. So I was just being positive. I was like, "Let's do this. Let's have it." And then tomorrow, let's celebrate that it got played. I was just positive, no inside information. But. Jason was awesome. It was good, good talking to you. Uh, sorry to mislead you. Um, hopefully, shotgun. Hopefully, shotgun is in your uh, your future. But you're not kidding up. about depending on who you're telling information to, how they might mm-hmm. take it. 
Remember, yeah. we, we've had been to a lot of shows together where people who have seen the set and we hadn't, and they said, wait, man, you're going to love the, you're gonna love this show, stuff that hasn't happened in 20 years. Like, we've been told these things. Oh, yeah. It happens very frequently. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. well, what? And now you're, 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 you're on tilt for the show. Oh, you're, you can, you're o- you can only be disappointed. Yeah. Only, nothing, could, nothing could ever live up to the unknown. Right. You have the unknown. So I don't even want to know that. Or if somebody says, like, oh. A plus. I just ignore it. I just <laughs> completely. They don't know what I want to hear. I don't know what they consider A plus. Right. So it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll talk about it after the show. But before the show, it's 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 off. Right. So um, you know what? The only time that where I actually broke that rule. The only time where I broke that rule and actually looked at the set list in advance. Um, was for the encores of C- our Seville parties because we had to uh, jet out of there yeah. and set up for, set up the ants party because yep. um, we were doing an after party. And it was like, man, we have a lot of work to do before setting up this party and everyone's about to like descend on the descend on Mono Loco right after the show. So it was like, um, let's find out what the close the encore is going to be. And if we aren't going to hate our lives, let's go prep for this party and we'll make up for it next time. That's right. the only time I think I may have cheated. Yep. Yep. How are you grabbing all the sets most of the time when you post them from the Ants Twitter account after the shows? That's a that's a you know, that's a great topic. I mean, I try to help people get set lists. Long ago I used to collect them myself and now I'm all about actually helping other people get it. And I don't know, maybe that's a I don't know if we want to get into that now, or maybe a, a, a time for the next podcast. We can maybe I can give some tips on. Hey, let's talk wait. about that, or not now. Let's let's save that for the next time because we've got a lot to talk about here. Yeah, I think that would be a good teaser. But yeah, I would uh, love to. A lot of people I think don't know how to get them, or would love some tips. And I think there's some some key things you can do to maybe up your chances of getting a set list. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, I mentioned before the break that uh, they streamed the first, you know, the Friday night show. Uh, I was in our Slack channel chatting with some of our mods. They were loving it, and I've seen multiple people saying, "Listen, I, I had I had a glass of wine out on my deck. I had my stereo. I had it piping through my stereo. People were loving it. And really? I mean, add to that that it was a cool show, right? I mean, at least the first half was was pretty was pretty unique, right? Uh, um, but the mix, Joe, was really really good. Uh, we've all heard of soundboards, right? And they sound unmixed. They sound very flat. You know, um, and this was anything but. It was, it was, it was what I want. It's the kind of stuff I want to hear listening to a live show. That's I, I can't explain other other way than it's the kind of mix I want to hear listening to it live. It sounded great. That's really good to hear. I mean, I'm going to ask a pretty novice question, and I may, and I don't mean anything against Sirius XM here. Um, my, it, it, I think it does it depend on your method of listening. Because I feel like if you listen via quote unquote satellite, right. via car or something, like the bit rate that they have to do, the quality rate is actually lower than if you were to listen to their internet channel. Right. You can get a higher quality stream. Were you listen? Were people listening to the internet stream, or does it matter? So um, I don't know if it matters. I, th- I think it does. I don't know how people were listening. Nobody seemed to have a comment about the quality in terms of. Negative. Right, exactly. Nobody was was nitpicking that. Now, from what I understand, um, I used to be I used to have satellite radio for a number of years. Um, is that the, obviously there's a finite amount of bandwidth to be set down, um, right. and from what I understand, 
it all goes through this this algorithm that basically compresses the, right. the feed, but certain it's dynamic like to the second or something. So like uh, like a talk show radio host won't get as much because they don't need as much dynamic range where music mm-hmm. will. But apparently it can change uh, variable like, variable bit rates variable um, based on the type of sound it's playing. Now I haven't had it for I don't know a couple three years now. But um, the the thing that was bugging me is as the prices continued to increase, was that the quality was actually quite poor for 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 music over over the satellite. Um, I think I don't know what the bit rate is, but I think the streaming on the internet was is is like one twenty eight or higher. Um, yeah. I think I think it's quite good. I, I don't know if they've improved it or if they've changed anything from the birds down to earth, but um, yeah, that's it, what I was wondering too. It was pretty muddy. It was pretty muddy. Um, you know, a couple of years back. That's I what I remember. Music. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was listening to it through the. I have a. You know, I signed up for the thirty day trial. I was just listening it through the web nice. player. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah I think it probably do. doesn't hurt to try go through the web player if you have the opportunity. I was doing Bluetooth from the phone, from the app, which is essentially the same thing, using the web, not using the satellite. You were listening to it at the not show? Not the show. Well, <laughs> I, did open it, I did open it at the show because it's so curious. Like, and, and can I ask you this? Because maybe some people didn't listen this past Friday, and they're going to be doing it for the next three Fridays. Right. Um, Showtime on night one was eight eleven. This is from memory. I might be wrong, but it was eight eleven. When did it hit the the, the airwaves from the satellite perspective? I think know? that's very close. Um, I think it was essentially live plus your lag that you get from sending it up and sending it back down. Okay, I um I opened the app during the show, Sirius XM app to listen about to the stream. Full just- song behind, I think. Yeah, it was like the song ended. I'd, then I, that would be my opportunity to listen, and it would be in the middle of the song or somewhere in the song, not near the end of the song when I was listening. So there was definitely a delay live. Uh, but I know there's a lot of confusion because the promos on SiriusXM were saying tune at nine, and then the w- emails are saying tune in at eight, and it's like okay, which is yep, it? And we all know con- that the band doesn't go confusion. on stage at eight. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, Justin. You know, for other people that maybe um, are going to be listening for the next couple of Fridays, I was just curious if there was any tips there. I would assume it's about as close to live as it as it can be with the with the various levels of lag introduced through the transmission cool. process. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but I think that's what's got a lot of people excited is we've got three more of these things. Um, yeah, talk about the MB Couch Tour, right? Uh, <laughs> if there's no better, I mean, people were people have been doing the Periscope. Um, right which apparently is okay now. You can do that. People don't, security guards don't mob you for that. Just, I think it's, it's too, too prevalent. Boy. You would, you would need about a couple hundred people. What's, uh, what's coming is that cell phone disabling technology. Do they care enough to do that? I don't know. You don't know. Money talks. Anyway. And they do, it does for things that are, one-timers this band at least right now you know it's not a one-timer right it's not like a comedy act where like you can't just make up new material every show like this is your material and you're going to reuse it so that makes a lot of sense for that yeah this is unique and you don't really spoil somebody else completely with the with the periscope right right well uh i'm excited for the rest of them i mean um i'm not a big periscoper i just you know, I don't need to. I see what they're playing live, right yeah. when they play it, and you know, um, and if and if they do play it, uh, something special they come out with, then the tapers are doing such a good job, and 
boy, I certainly don't have to wait that long before they come out. I mean, the two yeah. re- the two week rules still exist. It's just a matter of common courtesy. The but, tapers um, have been awesome. They've been awesome. And so, really cool. And then people are asking, like, oh, will they do the? Ta- we still need tapers if they're doing that. Like, oh, yeah. No, we definitely. There, there's need things tapers. that tapers can get, especially sound, like the audience energy that you know a a, a microphone pool from the band soundboard pool is not going to capture. Um, so it's cool to still have that right taper perspective. Yeah. Can I can I give a quick rant on um, my take on DMB Radio? Like couple days in uh, you never rant i would love to hear a rant <laughs> okay i won't really rant um i've been giving it a lot of time i've given a lot of listen um it's cool to have first of all and i think um, i was searching twitter and like every tweet about it is like oh my gosh dmv radio this is amazing like it seems like a lot of people are still finding out about it so that's really good now for me i put in did a lot of driving between all these venues so i put in a lot of listens on it you know if you put in a lot of time it, i didn't I, I feel like they could do a better job and they're not going to listen to this, but I'm going to say it. I think we can do a better job for people that are putting in a lot of hours. If you're listening to network, it, it's it's pretty much this. It's like they're pulling from just five live albums. They're pulling from A Gorge, uh, Red Rocks, um, City Field, um, Dave and Tim Radio City, and like one other. It's it just all the songs from those five albums for live cuts. They play a couple of those. Then they play just a couple studio the songs from the studio and then they play a band like pick a band pick. Um, and it just started getting really repetitive just hearing from the same live shows. And this band has such a live catalog and they're all shows that are previously released. Like they're live tracks. They're not like we're getting something that's been pulled from pulled from a non live track. So they're all previously released stuff. So we're not hearing anything new again, a little bit disappointing from a hardcore fan perspective, but I wish they would just have 150 plus albums. Like, why aren't we pulling from more than just these five live? And maybe they're going to rotate it. But I did the math because I, I, I have all the band's material digitally. The, all the band's live and studio material adds up to 14.2 days of content. Just if you were to play it straight. 14.2 days. Yeah. 24-7. And that's without any band picks. So – if they really wanted to do this, they could do that entire catalog and at the worst play things twice. Um, either worse, but even with band picks and interviews and all this other stuff and the live shows, they could have it where there's not a single thing to repeat. I was driving and I heard two One Sweet Worlds in a row. It played One Sweet World from – yeah, it was One Sweet World from – your face is hilarious. It was One Sweet World from – City and then uh, One Street World from uh, – I can't remember the other one. Um, right back to back. I was like, are you kidding me? They're trying so to it, give you the live show feel, Joe. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. And it's weird. Like you'll get like a – you'll get Carter commenting about like Ants Marching. I love this song. It's great, blah, blah, blah. And then so you're like thinking, oh, the next song is going to be Ants Marching. And then it goes and plays like <laughs> Granny. And you're like, huh? What? What? Why did we just listen to that interview? So – I just wish they – I want a little bit more. I'm happy. Like I said, and the, the feedback online is awesome, and it's cool to hear DMB whenever you can with the radio. Um, I, I just I just want a little bit more um, from it. Yeah, and, and you know it's not for you. I mean we talked about that. Yeah, it's not. I wish it was, um, but yeah, unfortunately it's not. Yeah. Well, we're building out the catalog on DMB Hub, so some live stuff should be 
should be pretty easily accessible <laughs> if you don't feel like downloading it too. That's the the goal eventually. I like that. I'm crack I'm gonna that? crack this. Oh, that one didn't hit the floor. I want you to record that. I want to make that into a little clip. I'm going to knock it off like a cat. Okay, there it goes. There you go. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Uh, Want to take some... Do you want to take some listener questions? Do you want to talk about the Yeah, thanks for all the questions, guys. It's been a little while since we've done some questions, so thanks, guys, for the questions. Do you want to throw out the first one? Uh, Yeah, Matt Valls at the Matt Valls says, Matt, I know you've been down on the band a lot as of recent. Would you have enjoyed seeing the Deer Creek shows? Also, did you give the Friday Night XX stream, XM stream a listen? Uh, thanks for the thanks for the question, hashtag Matt. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Yes, he did hashtag. So my favorite part of this whole exercise was tweeting that send us your questions with the hashtag Ants Podcast, and most people send us our questions with no hashtag. It's like <laughs> you can't it's be like bothered those, with that extra work. It's like those sweepstakes things. If you just read the fine print and follow the directions, you usually win because so many people disqualify themselves by not following <laughs> them. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Thanks for the question, Matt. Um, would I have enjoyed seeing the Deer Creek shows? I think sure. And when I say that, I, I'm trying to be completely like, forget that I'm there hanging out with Joe and everybody else and seeing everybody at the tailgates and, and partying. I try, but you know, I'll go to any two night stand or whatever and have a good time. But in terms of this, like, just drop me into the show and pull me out and I I'd sit there the whole time. Uh, I think I would have enjoyed seeing the Deer Creek shows. Yeah, I, I uh, obviously the highlights being, I mean, Pig in the Stone, um, going through these sets. Um, I mean, again and again, and Sledgehammer, a 41, yep, song. I mean, when I give my thumbs up to songs, the only thumbs downs that got for me were Do You Remember, Samurai Cop, uh, She, uh, Jimmy Thing, and Space Between. Um, you and Me is neutral, Crash is neutral, um, Bayou, I like. I mean, I know that they play the crap out of it, but in terms of ending jams, um, that's one of the few that have the sec- the horn section that I actually think is good. Um, but I think Stefan rocks the end of that more than anything. I love I love the baseline he lays down on that. Um, but there's a lot to like about about that. Um, Jim, you know, Jimmy's not going to ruin my night uh, by any means. And night two, yeah, you know, night two, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like so right. Stay or leave, I love, uh, especially early. Um, you might die trying is another one that I really like. Um, the jam on uh, Nancy's warehouse, even though I'm sure it's a shell of its former self without without a violin. And I'm not saying without Boyd, I'm saying without a violin. I'm still on that train. Rhyme and reason rocks. I like shake me. You know. Uh, two step would be it would have been cool to see where it's at after you know a little time off, uh, and and I love that encore. Come on, come on, and then Ants Sans Violin, which is what I'm calling it from now on. It's no longer Ants Marching; it's Ants Marching Sans Violin. That's an interesting retitle there. Not the same song. Without Not the same. Uh, yes, I would have. I would have enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I did give the XM stream. We talked about it, but uh, I think that's just the coolest thing. And if they can keep those shows interesting. I just think it's a big boon for the band to, to to set that standard. Yeah, like it. Want another question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, let's see here, Jen Henson. Hey, Jen. Jen Henson, our mod. Yeah. Don't give. Uh, thanks. Shout out to Jen. No, no cold shoulder when you see Jen. Um, <laughs> do you think or know why there has never been a guest violin in history of the band? 
because they've had a violin. <laughs> is, that, is that is that a right answer? But we've had they, we've had guest saxophonists. Right. Okay, that's a good point. Um, never a guest bassist, but I would say sax and violin well, Vic, are equal Vic, parts. Victor Wooten has been with the band. Ah, you're right. Okay. I mean, yeah. No guest drummer. Has, uh, has, future, wanna, has future has played with them, <laughs> and then other than like they've done like collabs with the Roots, right? I mean, you know, I think even when Victor's been there, I think it's probably been like kind of band collabs, Flectone collabs, Roots collabs. So that may be a little bit different. Do you think it's possible uh, that Boyd's just so much of a loose cannon that they didn't want to throw that? They didn't want to change the recipe up too much. That's that's an interesting thing, or maybe he's just very territorial. And nobody, you know, people, the band knew, like, if we're going to introduce a, a new, a, somebody, a, a guest violin, that they knew how Boyd would react and it would react negatively. And they just never wanted to go there. Um, I think the violin is so unique where one is enough. I, I don't, whereas sax, you can have, you can have a soprano and a tenor playing. You could, you could do different things. A fiddle is kind of, it's already really unusual to be in a band, and and I just think uh, I just think Boyd was so good for a while, you know, for a long time, you know, and certainly in all the '90s and you know the first half of the decade of the 2000s, he was real, you know, he's fine. Yeah, uh, that I I just don't think uh, you know I think as time went on, when you might think about a guest like that, where where Boyd starts to kind of taper off. They were probably trying to avoid that sound more than anything. Not not bring it in. That'd be my guess. Not add to it. Could you? Well, how cool would it have been though? But some dueling dueling violins for a show? Oh, place show? went nuts. Oh my goodness, yeah. that would have been cool. Yeah, I don't know I, how, I, I, why I never had. There's not a lot of people that can do that. Probably um, that they're, at least that they want to bring on stage, right? Like full time professional um, and uh, musicians. So, but it would have been sweet. Uh, if it ever happens, That's interesting. Yeah, uh, okay. I think something will happen. Uh, we will get a guest. I don't. Why we didn't get one in the past? I still got to think this band goes with a violinist long term. I, I thought. I think like I feel like we an, like a multi musician, like a multi instrument musician, somebody that can play violin, but could potentially add. That would be cool. Something. Yeah, something else in different songs. I don't know what that would be. I don't know, really know. I haven't thought too much about this. But if there's like another sound on the non-violin songs, that would be um, be an ad. I don't know. Okay, uh, Mike Wilson at Flames underscore the man asks, will the Gorge have openers this year? It's a good question. I haven't heard anything. They usually do, even when the other shows don't. Like 16 was a good example of that, right? Right, yep. Um, Who they have? They had like Lake Street Dive, right? You got it! Wow, good memory, man. That they got a cool sound, but it's one of those. It's one of those sounds that's so classic and catchy, where it's almost too catchy. <laughs> I, like whenever I listen to one of the songs, <laughs> I'm like, it's in my head for four days after that. It's really weird. Like, Darn it! And then you're worn out. You're yes, like, oh. yes, and it's not their <laughs> fault because you guys rock. You rock yeah. too much. Right. I, I would. I would have to think. I mean. Yes, I don't I haven't heard though. So I, I hopefully hopefully we'll be hearing that soon. I, I don't think it's a surprise that we haven't heard yet. I think they're usually pretty late um, yeah. Yeah. announcing those. Yeah. Uh, you got another question there? 
Um, where are we at? Um, how, how, we, how about um, Michael? At, oh, we already is it the same Michael? Lego Mike. Tiago, is that the yeah, one you did it. before? That's Michael. the one we did earlier. Do the rest that's of the, the one we did about uh, five shows and six debuts. What, what other one would be a good question here? You got any? Jen had had one more, I think. Oh, yeah? She said what happened. She asked what happened to the live tracks releases. <sighs> so we had the, what is it, 40 or 41? Gee, I'm losing track of the number. 42? Yeah. The, the one that was right before the holidays. My opinion? New album. Oh, yeah. Uh, first tour back after a year off. Um, BTCS anniversary. I think well, those are these are all reasons why we haven't had it and are likely not to have one anytime. I, I soon. think their plate is full. Yes, yeah. there's yeah. a that's cool. There's a lot of stuff. There's I'm not complaining. We got a lot yeah, of right. stuff to do. I mean, the last one had video, which was pretty sweet. And yeah, I think there's probably things already on the table for the rest of this year um, that we've talked about. So um, it's okay to have a little break here. Probably gives us give it a little bit more. Give it a break. Give it some focus when it returns. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, I wanted to make a couple more comments about our, our original topic here about the the variety of the shows and satisfaction of the shows and the fan base and this and that that I that I kind of glossed over. But there is one key thing. I know it's kind of a non sequitur, but I just want to go back to it. Is that there are really two ways to look at the show in a set list. And I think we've seen this when it comes to two-step and the reaction to two-step. There's two ways to look at a show. Overall... Just, do I like these songs? Boom. And within the context of a tour. And I think I think when you wall it off to a tour, it, it takes on a whole... Like, in the... Con- and, and, and I think when you look at the context of just, do I like these songs? Are these songs a big deal to hear? I think that kind of lends itself to maybe my point about two-step being not really that big a deal. It's two-step, folks. It's a great song. It's a monster of a song. But it's not really anything that should be having us looking for our fainting couches, right? If you look at it in the context of this tour, then yes, it's a debut after 24 shows. Did you see my point? I mean, I, I think we judge tours in the silo, the shows in the silos of the tours that they're in. Right. You're saying, but the, say that again, Ron, why two-step should not be judged out by the tour. So no. So look at it from the tour standpoint. It's a very big deal that Correct. that this that this show the song was it's a tour debut. Twenty five shows in. Here we go, and it's two step, right? Sure. I'm looking at it. So take the tour out of it, and I'm like, guys, they played it last tour. They played it five times last tour. Why is this all of a sudden make this show the best show of the tour so far? It's it's. I think I think if two step hadn't been played for three tours, it'd be one thing. But it's not like it's even been on hiatus. It just hasn't been played for twenty-four shows this tour. Well, no, yeah, it hasn't been played for shows, but it, it is definitely taking a break. It's been on, it's been on a decrease. It hasn't mm-hmm. been played as much as it had ever been played. It seems to be very selective now where they played it, and to be at a show where they, for whatever reason, you were at the show where they selectively added it. Yeah, you know, it's being only played one every ten shows now. Yeah, um, where before it was much higher. That's cool. I was at one of the places that was one out of ten. I feel special. Now, I think you said earlier that some people were saying this should be on live tracks. Yeah, people go way really, overboard I, with it. That part's overboard, but there is a lot of things to be excited about this show. I don't know that live tracks is it's at that level, but 
the fact that it got played and and why Deer Creek was selected for it to get, to return at there's a lot of reasons to be excited about it just maybe not that excited right 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 yeah no I just found it interesting is that you can look at the shows in a lot of different ways you can and and one of these uh, here's a here's an example that kind of gives you what I, the point that I'm making go back to like a show from 2000 or go back to a show from 1998 and it's an album tour right. And so you're looking at all of these uh, these set lists, and from 20 years later, I'm looking at them. And I'm like, I would kill, I would kill for this for this show. Let me just pick one: Giant Stadium, 98, Best of What's Around, PMP Rapunzel, Crush, Don't Drink the Water, Recently, Back to Alexandria with Big Voice Jack and Bella and Butch. So much to say, Bridge, Too Much, Pig, Jimmy Thing, For the Beauty of Winona, Billy's. Two step stay, encores crash and watchtower. It's like if that was played Deer Creek Night Two, I think the servers would have melted down. People would have called their doctor, everybody's insurance would go up because everyone would just have passed out. I mean, <laughs> can you can you imagine that being played right now? And the reaction. But during that tour, it was probably old hat. Yeah, I seen all these shows. So that's why you look at a show within its tour. And it looks very different when you judge it than if you look at it overall in terms of, you know, you get a little bit removed from uh, from those sets. So, but which do you think is the more appropriate way to look at it? Um, I mean, that's a, that's, that's a tough thing. When I was like, finishing up what I was saying, I, I was like, I don't really know what my point is on this. But Well, I'm going to say it's like you can't really compare that show to today. Like, yeah. That show is amazing for that time, and and it is also amazing for a fan of that time. A fan of the past five years may not like that show at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, not in the same way that you know you and I read through that and are like, holy moly. They might go through it and be like, oh man, I don't get cornbread, I don't get seven, I don't get, I don't know what it would be, but. Um, they might not be as excited about that as we are, and it's hard to compare the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also you can say, like, there's these none of these songs are something they couldn't, well, maybe, like, For the Beauty of Winona or maybe Back to Alexandria. We wouldn't expect them to be able to play that. But none of these songs here are songs that are that far off in terms of the last time they played. Basically, all of these songs... Um, all of these if they songs. were only playing to a venue of fans of the 90s, they would do that. I think the problem is is they're playing to a venue of not just fans of the 90s, yeah. fans, current fans, older fans. So they, you're forced to now, um, you know, for lack of a better term, shotgun or, you know, scatter across all of the, yeah. all the different albums. Yeah, I, I want to see the, the songs sprinkled in and, and played four, five, six times a tour. More songs that do that. Yeah. Um, I, again, you you like the ones that are played once, and that's it. It's kind of rare. I got a, I got the only A Dream So Real at SPAC one year. It's just random. Like, yeah. It's cool when you're at those shows, for sure. I think there's songs that should be ones, but they those are the more songs that I think need to be, like, not really, like, sought-after songs. Because I feel like if... There's a lot of people want. I don't know what would be a good example that people are always chasing. Um, last stop. I don't know. 
last stop. Like the, I feel like that shouldn't be a one and done. That that's a good one that give people the opportunity to have a chance. Like if I hear like it's only going to get played at one show out of fifty, and it's like ugh, I mean it's like a, it's too wild. But if I hear it's like I got more chance, like good. I hope it's going to be at one of the shows that I'm going to that I'm going to hear it. Now something like a I don't know Kit Kat Jam. You don't hear like a lot of people saying, I know, you know, Kurt from DMB Tattoo wants a uh, wants Kit Kat Jam, but not a lot of people. So if that's the one off and you happen to be at it, awesome. But something that people are kind of more hunting for, I wish would get played, you know, within reason that you can have a chance of catching. Not like it's yeah. one in fifty chance, maybe a one in the that two thousand and three tour was insane. That summer tour that year because they were going, yep. they were dig back. And when I think about them, like. That was like only five years removed from before they got streets. <laughs> that album had just come out. Like, not, you know. They open with Stay. If I had it all, you never know. 41. Pay for what you get. Loving Wings into Where Are You Going, which, woof, I can't imagine a lower dip than that. But. Oh, stop it. Then it's Kit Kat Jam, When the World Ends, Cry Freedom, Last Stop, Lover Lay Down into the Stone. <laughs> you get an Angel Tease into Jimmy, so that's the other dip. And then you get Dreaming Tree and Billy's. And the encore people want Angel. Gone. Angel's been gone for too long, but people had, weren't able to see it at that point want to hear Angel. So it's, it's like it's kind of come back. You know, with Come Tomorrow, everything's, everything is fair game. Bring back Angel um, for variety. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's, um, that's crazy times, the, the, those kind of set lists. Um, I, I, I wish we could, yeah, we'll get get some of those songs to come back in the rotation and at least get a chance to hearing them and not just be like, Oh, they're probably gone forever. Or yeah, at least... It's it's tough to remove yourself from the current, the tour silo. I think Yeah, it's tough to and see. I think you ha- and, and you have like a, like a point I'm trying to make is you have to look at the tour because you can't compare now to 93 compare now to 96 compare now to 2000. They're, they're different. Well, absolutely. And... I see. I disagree. Absolutely. You can compare them. You can, you can compare them, but it's not a fair comparison. Life's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, I think we've been at it for quite a while here. Um, what's next? What's coming up next? We have, uh, ooh. A couple Canada and Spac. That's right. Or as Matt likes to call it, Spock. No. I think anybody who's listened to the show long enough knows exactly what the truth is when it comes to that. <laughs> we uh, they'll be in Toronto on uh, what is it uh, Tuesday, Tuesday I think yep the yep. Budweiser stage in Toronto what is that that's the old Molson I believe oh that is that's right I was at no was I at that one what's the where was the forty one that was indoor that was and Molson's in the outdoor that's, that's I right that's right so I've not been to Molson yeah um, it seems like Rapunzel. Gets played like crazy at uh, at these at these shows. So be ready for that. <laughs> you're giving away some set list uh, tips. I am set list game pick tips. And uh, the Canadian War Museum that's in Ottawa, and they have not played there before. Um, so I think that might be part of a festival. It is a week the, R- the RBC Blues Fest. Yes, the RBC. Yep. And then and then it's spec, which is. I don't know. It depends on part of the, the what part of the country you're from, but it is absolutely one of the top two highly most anticipated weekends of the summer if you're a DMB fan. It's definitely definitely something to be seen. Spec. Definitely something to do check off the list. And it's a late spec, which is uh yep. 
refreshing to get back to. Usually it's before the 4th, no later than the 4th. Right. I think I've had a couple on that weekend. Uh, Anthony Melia from Facebook asked when my last show was. It was uh, last Gorge, 2016. Uh, yeah, 2016 Gorge. Yep. And I was going to be done. And I still might be, actually. Joe's been trying to convince me to join him at Gorge this year. You are joining at the Gorge. I tell you, Deer Creek has somewhat wet my uh, piqued my interest, I will say. Good. Uh, and, and if the band keeps this kind of uh if they surprises and mixing it up and you know if they they widen the rotation a bit then it's a good chance but i'm i'm leaving myself an out there's so many i get so many questions about when is matt you know what is matt going to any shows or whatever like it's a frequent question i get and i'm like he's gotta do the gorge i mean come on oh he's gotta do it um and so I know you're like one day you're on when when the band sneezes to the on their left hand and one day you're off when they sneeze on the right hand. So I'm just got my fingers crossed yeah. that the sneeze is on the right hand. Oh, they're always pissing in your ear. That's for sure. Right ear oh, or geez. left. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Brent says liberate Matt. <laughs> yes, liberate Matt. Get him to a show. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see if if I'm out there. Um there might be some podcast or, or some live or periscoping, not the show, my goodness, but in between there there could be some stuff. I think the cell networks have improved out there now. I thought we were I thought we even talked about doing a group photo with um with the other uh the some of the mods of the forums at the top of the hill. I thought you were signed up for that too. I don't remember putting my name to any paper. <laughs> don't remember that. Don't remember that. Yeah, well I'll get you to the top of the hill on one of the days and yep. uh and anybody yeah. that wants to meet up. Yep, that would be fun. We'll, we'll be we'll be very well announced and covered on that, so keep an eye on us for sure. Got uh, some time yet still. Tour's about half over now, right? Yeah, it was just the halfway mark uh, with uh, Deer Creek, so we are there now. Halfway, which, by the way, is super depressing to me. I don't know about anybody else. Probably if you haven't had your show yet, you're like, yay, my show's getting closer. Um, but super depressing to me that we're now on the down part of the hill as a part of the the up part so that makes me a little sad and all it makes me want to do is think about a fall tour which i have heard zilch about interesting well look on the bright side joe the the shows are probably going to get more interesting this back half of the tour if i had to wager i would say they they are going to get more interesting okay i'm excited about that we'll see yeah you got anything else to add before we wrap up here um Actually, hey, I just um, I just saw uh, somebody post on um, on Facebook. Uh, Matt W. Um, just gave a shout out. I did meet you at SPAC. He was an awesome guy. Um, you um, had an extra C-Mac. ticket and was yeah. I met him at CMAC and he was um, oh some money for charities um, out there with uh, some extra tickets. So um, good guy. Bought me a beer at the show too, which that doesn't. I, I couldn't tell you the last time that that's happened. So thank you. I, I send all the beers to the tapers. But I drank that one, so thank you, um, <laughs> thank you, Matt, for that. Uh, it was awesome, awesome to meet you. And I had something else to say about you, Matt, and I, when I thought about it after meeting you, and I can't remember what I was going to say. But thank you again. Um, no, I'm excited for. I don't think I have anything else to wrap it up on. I What's, mean, what uh, are your next shows you're going to? Do you have? You're going to SPAC, I'm guessing. I'm going to SPAC, and I would love to do Canada. Um, my passport is on my table. I don't think I'll be able to pull it off. Um, but um, I'm jealous of all the East Coast shows you get to go to. I mean, 
when when you live where you are or when I where I used to live in upstate New York, I mean, there were six there were six, eight, ten, twelve shows within a six hour drive. Um back then. Then again the tickets were like thirty nine dollars a piece. So it's a little more easy to stomach, but uh I like hearing that now you've kind of turned back into your home base where it used to be mine is kind of I'm jealous, I'll be honest with you. Oh, uh, I took it over for you. Yeah. Um I mean, it's such a good place. Somebody asked me, like, what's your favorite place? And it's, like, impossible to pick. And I love SPAC, and I call SPAC home in a lot of ways. But, I mean, just after this Deer Creek was just so much fun. I miss Alpine. And getting you out to the gorge this later this year is just – it's going to be hard to hard – to, hard to top that too, right? You at the gorge? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard to pick those, but uh, SPAC is just it's – it's a good time. So I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, we are looking forward to the recap on that, Joe. So, you know, make sure you're home in time to throw your laundry in and join us for another episode of what well, episode 95 it'll be at the Nice. At we might have to do that while the um uh while the uh the Canada the third Canada show is going on cuz that's on Sunday. And also on Sunday is the World Cup final. That's right. That's right. France is still in France is still in it. Who's your Viva team? La France. Who are you rooting for? France, Viva la France. Oh, I got to go Still for England. It. Well, if they meet, it will have to be in the final. That'll that be, be pretty cool, awesome. That'll be a cool final. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Joe, thanks for taking time out of your laundry and ironing to uh, to join us. Uh, <laughs> really, really value your time and your input. <laughs> and I'm glad oh. to hear you got back safe in that. I love that nice little sunburn you're, you're sporting there. Oh, this is a tan. This is what my skin looks like with a tan. That's a Polish tan. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think my body temperature went up three degrees just looking at you. <laughs> it's not burnt. It's bad okay. lighting, then. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Joe, always good to chat with you, man. Thanks, everybody out there, for listening. We will, uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. DMB.